We've got aftermath from yesterday's trade deadline to talk about. The Cardinals put up a dominant performance against the Cubs. Yachty and Ueno continue to make history, and Major League Baseball loses a legend. All in today's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO, LO underscore Cardinals. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You'll find Locked On Cardinals, a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, now that we've all caught our breath and had a night to sleep on things, let's take a look back at not necessarily at what the Cardinals didn't do at the trade deadline, but what they did do, because I, for one, agree with one of the comments that was left below on yesterday's episode by our man. I think it's pronounced spiked. It's not spelled perfectly, but I think that's what he's going for. Uh, spiked writes, we upgraded, saying we as the Cardinals, upgraded our rotation, and we didn't have to give away any of our draft capital. I think we did pretty well. The hype is what killed us. We were never realistically going to sell the farm for Soto, and we shouldn't have. Now, the part in there that sticks out to me and that I full-heartedly agree with is the hype is what killed us. That was what most of this Soto talk was, wasn't it? I mean, Lucas, when he was on the show, myself, just about every Cardinal fan I know said from the jump that there's no way that Mo swings this deal because it's not a Cardinal thing to do. But the national media kept throwing hot coals on the fire and that the Cardinals were the team best suited to get Juan Soto. And then it just kept coming like in waves over and over and over at us. And I also, I admit, I started to believe it as well. When you, when you see the big national reporters bringing up the Cardinals consistently, that's when I started to question, well, what's going on here? Maybe, maybe there is something to this. But then you saw names like the Dodgers and the Mets and the Yankees and then the Padres pop up. And you're kind of like, that's probably not going to happen, right? They're not going to outbid these guys. But it started to seem like a strong possibility heading into the uh, final 48 hours. But alas, it didn't happen. It wasn't meant to be. Uh, We were right at the beginning. And perhaps it's a blessing in disguise that Soto isn't a Cardinal because your future is still intact with all of your top prospects. You didn't lose. Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill or Nolan Gorman. And you added two steady, reliable left-handed starting pitchers to round out your rotation with Wainwright, Michaelis, Hudson, Palante, who are all right-handed. So you wanted to get somebody who would be left-handed to switch it up just a little bit. Steven Matz was signed for that reason because he was left-handed. Not that he was all that great, but he was left-handed and had some decent numbers this past season. Uh, you've also added another everyday pitcher to the bullpen in Chris Stratton. These names, they're not sexy. They don't, they don't jump off the page, 
by any means. But one thing that, that made them very attractive to the Cardinals is that these are guys who will be there every fifth day. And in Stratton, a guy who can throw three times, maybe even four times a week if you need him to. They're reliable guys that, are, that don't deal with a lot of injuries, at least so far. Speaking of injuries, the injuries to Flaherty and Matts, it's had this rotation in flux all season. They come back for a brief stint. We all get excited, then poof, like a fart in the wind, they're gone again, man. It just, it just never really got to see the best of either of those guys this season. Alex Reyes, a guy that has just been banished. Nobody talks about him because he's out for the year. An all-star last season. Had a fantastic year. I know a lot of people will remember the last pitch that he threw, the home run against Chris Taylor and the Dodgers in, the, in a wildcard game over any of the good stuff that he did last season. But that was a big arm in the bullpen, and he hasn't been there all year. Jordan Hicks, he's dealt with injuries. He's been inconsistent because of the aforementioned injuries to the starting rotation. He's been bouncing back and forth as to what he is. Is he, is he a relief pitcher? Is he a starting pitcher? Personally, I like him in the bullpen. I wasn't a big fan of moving him to the starting rotation in the first place, but they gave it a chance. They tried it. Didn't work out so well. Uh, Drew Verhagen, he's been hurt. Hasn't been all that good. You had Nick Whitgren that they brought in. That didn't work out. TJ McFarland has been hurt and hasn't been as effective as he was last season. So Mo goes out and gets three guys to help stabilize the rotation and the bullpen because either Hudson or Palante likely going to end up moving back to the bullpen at some point just to get some innings, right? I mean, you're not going to, I don't, at least I don't think they're going to go with a six man rotation anytime soon. So we've got some notes on the new guys here. This according to Katie Wu from the athletic Jose Quintana, 33 years old in his 11th major league season. He'll be a free agent after the year as a four pitch arsenal, but significantly increased the usage of his changeup this season, a factor that's led to him generating the softest contact of his career. He keeps the ball in the yard, averages 0.6 home runs per nine innings and has a respectable walk rate of 2.7 per nine. His most alluring trade is his chase rate, which ranks in the 82nd percentile and he's sure to benefit with the Cardinals infield defending the aforementioned weak contact as he induces a ground ball just under 50% of the time. So that's good stuff, right? That's the kind of guy you want. Uh, a guy that pitches to contact if he's not going to strike out a lot of people, but he you know, keeps the ball down. Ground ball is very important. Got a great infield on the Cardinals. Uh, Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery, 29 years old, has spent the entirety of his six-year career with the Yankees. He provides some of the swing and miss factor the Cardinals rotation was sorely missing owning a chase rate in the 90th percentile and a whiff rate in the top 25% of the sport. Montgomery profiles as an ideal Cardinal starter. His primary pitch is a sinker ball. His 21 starts are an American League high, and his 4.9 walk rate is in the top 9% of baseball. He also comes with an additional year of control as he isn't set for free agency until after the 2023 season. All of that's good stuff, right? Now, you see what other teams had to give up to get guys like Luis Castillo. Seattle gives up three of their top 10 prospects. Uh, Frankie Montas was worth the Yankees' top pitching prospect and three others. The price was steep for anything worthwhile, and the selling teams, they all knew it, and they got everything they could. They they set the bar way up there. As soon as that, that trade was pulled between the Reds and Seattle, all of us were like, oh, boy. It is going to be really expensive if you want to get one of these top arms at the trade deadline. 
It's why you uh, didn't see Pablo Lopez from the Marlins or Carlos Rodan from San Francisco move because the prices were, were sky high because the teams didn't have to move them. So you guys can call Mo cheap, call him a clown, call him soft, but he kept the core of this team intact. He didn't mortgage the future. And he added important pieces to a team that already boasts the current leader in the clubhouse for the NL MVP and Paul Goldschmidt. You've got your superstar third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Budding young stars in center field with Dylan Carlson, second base, Nolan Gorman, a gold glover in left field with power and Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Edmond, gold glover at second base, but he can also play uh, shortstop. You can put him in the outfield if you need to. Plus, you still have your future of Jordan Walker, who, by the way, played the outfield last night for Double A Springfield. Uh, Mason Wynn, he's still here. Matthew Liberatore. Gordon Graceffo, Michael McGreevy, Alec Burleson, Tink Hintz, Joshua Baez, all of these guys that were rumored to be in a deal to land Juan Soto, they're all still here. You've got your future still. You do trade Harrison Bader, who you loved as a player and a person, but he's hurt. And if his speed begins to take a hit because of the plantar fasciitis that he's dealing with in his heel, well, his play in center field is certainly going to suffer. His ability to steal bases will suffer. And offensively, you can't tell me he hasn't been inconsistent over his entire career. He strikes out a lot. Drove a lot of fans nuts. Great guy. Solid player. But he's an injured outfielder. So instead of him, who's not actually helping you at this time of year, you get him, you flip him for a a consistent everyday left-handed pitcher. So looking back at it, the the initial reaction, no Soto, you traded Bader. Okay, it sounds bad, right? That got the headlines yesterday. That's my fault. (laughs) I put it up there because it would get people to click on it. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm trying to get clicks. I'm trying to get comments. I'm trying to get likes. That's part of the deal here. But at the same time, you got to look at the good stuff that, that Mo just did. You can, you can be mad at him all you want, but what he did get for this team is what this team needed. And we've said that from the, from the get-go, that pitching really was what they definitely needed as opposed to adding a bat like Juan Soto. I know it's Juan Soto. But pitching is really what they needed, and that's what they got. So if you didn't have the hype of the possibility of getting a Juan Soto, say that just wasn't there at all, would you still be this upset with what Mo did at the trade deadline looking at what other teams gave up to get those names that I mentioned, like Montas and Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley? I mean, top-of-the-line prospects got sent to go get those people. I, for one, I, I looking back at it, getting a good night's sleep on it. I like what Mo did. I also like what happened last night at Bush Stadium. Beautiful night as the Cards and Cubs took the field and the Cardinals put it to their arch rivals. We'll be talking about that next. At BlueNile.com, you know you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Now, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, Find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. I remember when I was getting my engagement ring for my wife, running around to different stores was the the biggest hassle. You don't have to do that. Shop online at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that will let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. 
Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. Or you can celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, and they're available via phone or chat. If you're like me, you don't really like talking to people on the phone anymore. If you can just get on the chat there, it's even better, and they'll help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Uh, expert advice, 24-7, legendary service, 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile, so that means guaranteed service and repair for life. Diamond price guarantee, contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. In most cases, they can meet or beat the other people's price. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now, the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, chips free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. So the Cardinals were back on the field at Bush Stadium, and it was a packed house as they welcomed in the Chicago Cubs, who did not trade Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ at the deadline. So that's going to be a little awkward, I think, when they get back to Wrigley. Remember how emotional it was? They had the hugs and the send-offs at the last home game. And, hey, never mind. We're still here. Hi. But the big story of the night was the return of number four, Yadier Molina, back into the Cardinals lineup for the first time since June 17th due to those knee issues. Old Uncle Charlie, Adam Wainwright. On the hill, Yachty behind the plate. Things were back to normal finally for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, last night was their 317th time, excuse me, as the uh, battery together, passing Warren Spahn, who, by the way, my dad's favorite pitcher of all time. He was a big uh, Milwaukee Braves fan growing up. And Del Crandall, for second all-time in Major League Baseball history, they trail only Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehan of the Tigers for the all-time record, which is 324. So seven away from tying the record, eight from breaking it. Let's hope they can both stay healthy and uh, and snag that record. Uh, and the boys didn't waste any time at all showing off their vintage chemistry as they pull off the old strike them out, throw them out routine on a Wainwright curveball that whips Suzuki, uh, Suzuki, I'm sorry. And then uh, Yachty throws that pus line down to second base and Ab Ortega, just a thing of beauty. And the team was off and running from that point. Offensively in the bottom of the third yet, Mr. Reliable Paul Goldschmidt continues terrorizing the National League with a two-run single. Then in the top of the fifth, Dylan Carlson, who people we're going to get mad at because the, the rumor came out that Dylan Carlson was one of the reasons why they didn't get Juan Soto. Boy, it looked like he just had a, a huge, huge weight lifted off his shoulders last night. He's now your everyday center fielder. He makes a nifty sliding catch running into in the inning. And then he's been outstanding in center, obviously, uh, which is another reason why Bader was that more expendable. But then in the bottom half, you get the leadoff walk to Edmund and then the switch hitting Carlson, which is always nice. Rips an 0-1 fastball, 431 feet over the right center field wall for his seventh dinger of the season. Makes it 4 to nothing Cardinals. Then one batter later, Mr. Goldschmidt pops his 25th on a high 3-1 fastball. That one goes 427 feet to give the Redbirds a 5 to nothing lead. Bottom of the seventh, it's Nolan Arenado's turn as he gets into a 2-out 1-0 fastball. Puts it in friggin' Big Mac land for his 20th of the year, making it 6 to nothing. Everything's going well. You go back to the mound, Wainwright and Yachty, they're carving up the Cubs. Wayno goes seven innings, gives up six hits, no runs, no walks. He punches out four. Jordan Hicks throws a clean eighth, striking out two. 
And then the newly acquired Chris Stratton comes in in the ninth inning. And this is a great spot for him because there's no pressure, man. He's got a six-run lead. It's the Cubs. They're not very good. He doesn't come into some situation where it's like, oh, boy, here comes the new guy, and he's got two on and one out, and he's got to you know, pull a magic trick. No, nah, man. Comes in 6 nothing, and uh, gets a strikeout. Does give up one hit, but that's okay. Got a little a bit of the plate there and um, threw it more over the center than he wanted to, and uh, ends up getting a strikeout. And uh, then induces the game ending. It was a 1-4-3 double play. It was uh, Stratton to Edmund to Goldschmidt. Game over. Cards get the 6 nothing shutout win on, by the way, Paul DeYoung's birthday. Paul DeYoung, uh, I don't think he had a hit in last night's game, but he had a, a home run robbed by Ian Happ in the game. Uh, it was his birthday, Ian Happ. That's a dick move. Dick move, Ian Happ. How dare you on Paul DeYoung's birthday rob his home run? Jerk. For Molina, was the 153rd time he's caught the entire game in uh, a uh, shutout as a Cardinal. Second in Major League Baseball history, only to Yogi Berra's 173. And with the win and the Phillies getting blasted by the Braves and the Brewers falling in, uh, falling at Pittsburgh, actually, the Cardinals moved to within two games in the NL Central and are now tied with Philly for the final wild card spot in the National League. They're four and a half up on San Francisco and three and a half back of those stupid Padres who traded for Soto. Uh, so there you go. It was a good night at the ballpark. Um, everything went well for the Cardinals. Uh, Dylan Carlson looked great. Wayno Molina looked fantastic. Goldie Arenado defense was good. Uh, not a lot to complain about last night for, for the Cardinals against the Cubs. So it was a beautiful thing to see the boys back on the field and uh, playing loose and having fun. So uh, hopefully get, we get more of that as we uh, move closer to the, uh, the playoff push. Now there was some bad news last night. Not for the Cardinals, but late last night, Major League Baseball and the world lost a legend with the passing of uh, one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. And we'll discuss that next. But if putting wagers on your favorite teams and sports is something you do for enjoyment, why are you not using betonline.net? If you are, good for you. You're one of the smart ones out there. If you're not, you should be. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Hey, guys, tomorrow, it's the first NFL preseason game. Yeah, August 4th, here already. And unless you're a super fan, do you really care about watching the third and fourth stringers battle for practice squad spots? I'm a big Packers fan, so I'm kind of a dork like that. So I might watch preseason just because of that. But not everybody's into it. So you could spice it up a little bit at betonline.net. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Late last night for us in the East and Central time zones, it was announced that legendary broadcaster Vin Scully passed away at the age of 94. Scully was the voice of the Dodgers for 67 years before retiring in 2015. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred issued the following statement on Scully, saying, Today we mourn the loss of a legend in our game. Vin was an extraordinary man whose gift for broadcasting brought joy to generations of Dodger fans. In addition, his voice played a memorable role in some of the greatest moments in the history of our sport. I am proud that Vin was synonymous with baseball because he embodied the very best of our national pastime 
As great as he was as a broadcaster, he was equally great as a person. On behalf of Major League Baseball, I extend my deepest condolences to Vince family, friends, Dodger fans, and his admirers everywhere. Now, Scully wasn't just baseball. Uh, he had national roles for CBS Sports, NBC Sports, uh, World Series, All-Star Games. He did NFL games, tennis, golf tournaments. But most of us will remember the baseball calls, right? He was the voice when Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record in 1974. Uh, Bill Buckner's error against the Mets in 1986. It gets my Buckner! Uh, who can forget his call when Kirk Gibson took Dennis Eckersley deep in Game 1 of the 1988 World Series as the Dodgers began their shocking upset of Tony La Russa's heavily favored Oakland A's, which featured the Bash brothers, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. And I remember being as a kid watching that game, and I was rooting for Oakland at the time because, I, you know, I thought the Bash brothers were cool, man. They did the they did the thing when they hit the home runs, man. They're, they're popping long balls. They just look cool. And the silly Dodgers end up beating them in the World Series. I'm like, no, what? What is this? I don't want to see it, but what a moment, right? For the Kirk Gibson home run. As a Cardinal fan, we were spoiled over the years. We had Jack Buck. We've had Mike Shannon, but Jack Buck obviously was, uh, you know, the big one, the, the main play-by-play guy and voice of the Cardinals. And that's how the Dodgers had it with Vince Scully. And in his final sign-off back in 2016, here's what he said. You and I have been friends for a long time, but I know in my heart that I've always needed you more than you've needed me. And I'll miss our time together more than I can say. He was awesome, man. Vince Scully is one of the best. It, it, there are two voices that I really remember growing up listening to ball games, And it's Jack Buck. It's Mike Shannon, obviously, for the Cardinals. And then Vince Scully. He was amazing. So from all of us at the uh, Locked On Network and uh, Locked On Cardinals, our condolences go out to the Scully family and friends and uh, to the fans of Vince Scully, the man, the broadcaster. He was certainly one of a kind, and he will be missed. Now, on the field tonight, the Cardinals and Cubs will be back at it at Bush Stadium. You've got Miles Michaelis getting the start against left-hander Justin Steele for the Cubbies. By the way, Jose Quintana uh, was announced he will be uh, making his Cardinals debut. He's at least scheduled to make his Cardinals debut on Thursday against Chicago. And Jordan Montgomery will likely make his debut this weekend, oddly enough, against his former team, the New York Yankees, as they visit for the weekend. And there's a chance that he might be pitching against Frankie Montas who uh, is set to make his debut for the Yankees this weekend as well. So that's uh, that's entertaining. Kind of unique how that worked out, right? Once again, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, brings the humor, the passion, and his unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, comment down below on uh, YouTube. Of course, uh, on the uh, different apps that you're listening to the podcast, make sure you give us a download and uh, give us a like. If that's something that you can do on there, we would appreciate it. Once again, I'm J.D. Hafford. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs> 